You guys remember what we talked about last week? Anybody? Another, another test. <laughs> we talked about all for the glory of God, right? Yeah, we talked about all for the glory of God. So let me give, give my paper here in order here, here real quick. Okay. We've been focusing on this Bible passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 23, verse 33, and we've been talking about things that, you know, the Bible may not be absolutely very clear upon, and that's called these gray areas. Of course, we've discussed that things that the Bible is very clear upon, we are follow what the Scripture teaches us. But how do we discern God's will? How do we discern God's will when it comes to these gray areas, these things that are not absolutely black and white in scriptures. How do we come, go about discerning these things? And we, we studied last week, and we, we said one of the things is that the, the Paul says that we have the right to do anything. That in Christ we have been, been set free. And so there is no long, longer any fear for us, for us. We do anything that we want. He also goes, goes on, he also goes on, goes on that and says, but you know what? Not everything thing is beneficial. And so even though you have this freedom, it doesn't mean that you have no responsibilities. Even have this freedom, it doesn't mean that you were to go out there and just do whatever you want to do. There has to be some kind of restraint there. Some kind of restraint that you restrain yourselves from um, doing, doing things that goes way, way too far. And throughout, uh, throughout history and throughout many in, in many cultures, this restraint comes from our religious beliefs. And so we come to ourselves, how do we know? How? How do we know whether or not we should do something? And that's the last week we said, we need to, the first thing we need to ask, the first thing that we need to ask ourselves is, is this, are we bringing glory to God? The, the actions, the behaviors, the things, the decisions that we make in regards to these things, we have to ask ourselves, are we bringing glory to God? First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says, says, whether you eat or you drink or whatever you do. Okay, so whatever, do anything. And in other words, any, anything that you do, anything that you do, do, you are to do it for the glory of God. And so we, that's the first thing that we, have, that we have to remember. It's always for the glory of God. It's not about culture anymore. It's not about tradition anymore. It's not about our own passions anymore when we come to Christ. Okay, it's not about, about our desires anymore. But, it, but it's all about the glory of God. And we, we read in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7, and this is what says, Everyone who is called by my, my name, it says, Everyone who is called by my name, name whom I created for my glory. And so the reason why God brought us to, us to him, the reason why God created us, the reason why God called call us is for one thing, thing and one thing only, to bring glory to him. And that's why the, why the Presbyterians, that man's chief end is to glorify God. Our chief end is to glorify God and to, to enjoy him forever. So that's the, that's the first thing. The first thing to ask is whether or not the things, things that we do bring glory to God. Now we're going to go on to the second point. How do we discern God's will in these things? Things. And the second thing that the Apostle Paul talks about here in this verse here in First Corinthians is that he talks about the good of others. He talks about the good of others. He says in verse 32, "Do not ask anyone to stumble 
whether they're Jews, Greek, or Jews, Greeks, or the Church of God. Even as I try to, to please everyone in every, in every for I am not seeking my own good, you see. He's saying that I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they, so that, that they may be saved. And so, and so that's the second point. The second point for us to remember is that the behavior in which we take part of, the, the things that we decide, how does it affect other? How does it affect other people's faith? How, do, how does that, the way that the people walk with, with Christ? When, when I started my ministry, I've, I've told, you, told you guys this before, but I've, when I started my ministry, I was around a lot of young, young people. A lot, a lot of young people, many, many of 12 to 15 years of age, a lot of, a lot of young people. And so one of the things that I decided for myself is that I was never going to drink alcohol. And that, that doesn't mean that I don't like people who drink alcohol. No, that, that's not the point. But I decided for myself that being that I am in the ministry with so young people, that, that by drink, drinking alcohol, that, that, that's not going to hurt, hurt me, right? Because I'm old, old enough, responsible enough, enough with alcohol. But all these kids, kids, all these young kids, all these teenagers who are looking up to me, they might not, not be able to restrain themselves. They may not be able to c- control themselves. And so show them this example of drinking alcohol, and even though I'm able to control myself, they may go on, go on and they may not be able to control themselves. And they, and they lose themselves. And so they, may, they might get themselves in tr- trouble. You know, the, the scripture doesn't tell us that we, we, we can't get alcohol. All the scripture t- teaches, teaches is that we're not to get, get drunk all the time with alcohol. And so drinking alcohol, okay. But the decision that I constantly made for myself was based upon how my, my action was going to affect all these young children, all these, these young kids, all these teenagers, you know? You know? And so, so that's why he said that, you know, in my, in my house, I'm going to have any, any alcohol because they oftentimes come, many times they come to, to my house because I was working, because I was the director, I was working with them. Many times they would come to my house. And, and so I, I decided that, you know, in my house, I'm, I'm not going to have any alcohol, that I'm never going to drink any, any alcohol of any of them. We're going to let them see that, see that, because I don't want them to think they can just t- take that upon themselves. Because I don't want to risk it. I don't even want to risk not, not, not a tiny bit for them to fall into some kind of kindness and for them to even even hurt themselves by, by being able to, to control themselves and taking on alcohol. So my mind was set upon this. This was the verse. This is these were the passages. That really helped me come to make, make my decision as I was working with these young people. How am I going to affect them? And so, so that's the decision that I came to. And so that's one of the things that we have to do in the, in the church is that we need, need to ask ourselves that today, how, how's my, my action going to hurt? Or how is, was my action to affect the person that, that is sitting next to me here in the church today? What am I doing? How is my action going to affect their faith? How is my action going to affect their journey their own faith? It's very, very important. And that was what Paul was really concerned about here in the in Scripture. He's saying that absolutely, in order, order to glorify God, the absolute thing for us to really glorify God, God is to consider, to consider how our actions, how our, our actions affect other people. He goes on to verse 33 that his purpose is to save 
people. He was so, so concerned with their, their salvation that he decided that everything that he had, that he did in his, his life had to bring people, people knowledge of Jesus Christ. He had to set that, that example. He even said in Romans, you know what, he would rather be separated from God. He, he, loves, he loves his people so, so much that he's willing to be separated from God, God just for their salvation. In other words, he so Paul was someone who strongly believed in heaven and hell. So he said, that, you know what, I, I will be cut off from God. I want to spend all eternity in hell. In other words, as long as my people are safe. As long as, long as I'm able to save other people. And that's how much he loved people. That's how, that's how he loved those. And as Christians, that's, that's something that we need to think about that's something that we need to come to is that how how our actions affect other people are we seeing other people through our actions are we being able to to show other people through our lives through our behavior who jesus christ is is i had a young couple they're in the third 30s just called me a couple weeks, weeks ago and the pastor we can't find any anyone to do wedding in the Christian church. I said, why is that? Because there's every show that we went into, they said we live together already. So they're not willing to do our wedding for us. I said, yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Come, and I'll help with your wedding. And so I'm, I'm going to meet with them here in a couple of weeks to help, help them plan a wedding. And many times as Christians, we have become so, so righteous and, and that we behave that we're actually pushing people away from God. We're actually pushing them away. Instead of, instead of bringing them to God, instead of forgiving them for their actions, we tend to, tend to judge them, and we become so righteous. And we, 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 don't, we don't really see that, but we don't really, really see how much that, 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 that behavior, self-righteousness, is, is just pushing people away from God. God. And so a lot of times we got to humble ourselves. We, we need to think of ourselves. And um, one of the pastors, one of the, my, my, my mentor when I was in the CMA, uh, this is what he said. He said to all pastors, he says, he says, you always want people to be holy, but how holy are you as a pastor? Yeah. How holy are you? You're always judging other people, saying that people are not, are not holy, this, and people are not holy that way, but, but how holy are you as a, as a pastor? And he says that you're not even holy enough to perform a wedding. And, and yet you're judging all these, all these people. You're judging all these young people. You're not allowing them, them to get married. You're not allowing, you're not, you're not performing these, these weddings for them. Just, just judging them. And so that's one of the things that we need, need to remember as Christians that, yes, yeah, sometimes we are right. Okay? You know, you may be right. Right. But you don't, need to, to, you don't need to judge other people. You don't, you don't need to exercise this, this behavior of self-righteousness to push people away. To people away from, from Christ. To, to push people away from God. The most important thing for us to do is to ensure that, that they are saved. Ensure that they receive salvation. That they come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And, and you know, when, when I look at this, this, this couple that called me and I said, you know what? This is what I, I was thinking to myself. I just think to myself, this is my opportunity to bring them to Christ. This is my opportunity to show them what the mercy of God, God is. It's an opportunity for me to show them what the grace of God is. 
And so instead of saying no to them, I welcome them. I say, I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be there and I'll be out. And this is one of the reasons why I don't really get along with, along with the, uh, you know, many other pastors, too. The more, the more, more uh, I guess we, we say the more angelical pastors, right? It's part of the reason why I don't really get along with them, too, because they see me as, me as too, being too easygoing. Too, e- too easygoing. Too open my mind. Too, too open. And so, so, but that's one of the things that the Bible teaches us, us is that we are, we are to, be, to always consider how our behavior behavior affect other people. The most important thing, Paul, Paul says that I am to do this so that they may be, be saved. You, you have to do whatever, whatever that's necessary to be able to just bring people to the knowledge, knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that's what this church is going, has to be about. That's what we have to be up here. What can we, we do? Even if it's something we totally disagree with. Even if it's something that we, we're not, not comfortable with. Are we, we willing to put that aside and say, today, today, it's not about what I'm comfortable with, but today is about bringing people to, to Jesus Christ. It's about bring, bringing people knowledge of Jesus Christ. Many, many times put, we put tradition, tradition with our own personal beliefs in the way, and it becomes a stumbling block. Other people come to Christ, and that's why the Apostle Paul says, do not cause anyone to, want to stumble Cause any, anyone to stumble, whether the Jews, Greeks, or whether they're the, the, the Church of God, don't cause them to, to stumble. All these cultural beliefs, all these traditions that you have. Whenever you, anybody wants to be in the church, church you, you hold on to these traditions that I, you've been doing this for 100 years. We're not going to change for you, right? And we say that, and all these people, they, they can't come to church. They can't be a part, be a part of us. They can't be a part of us. We, we, we defend our tradition. We see our tradition as being more important than people. We are traditions as being more important than bringing people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In the church, traditions can become that stumbling block for us. Whether, whether, whether we're talking about little churches or small churches, it doesn't matter. It's always that tradition. Always that tradition that becomes a stumbling block because we hold on to it to it's so tight. It's, that tradition is so important to us. It's more important to us than Jesus Christ, Christ sometimes. And so we keep people away from the church. We keep people away from Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I was one church, church, and I talked to us about this before, before that in the home culture, what they do is they, they often bow down, down to someone to give thanks, right? Many, many pastors, all pastors, if, if they were to go to a, 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 a Christian wedding, uh, a Christian funeral, and you start bowing down, they're going to walk. They're not going to take part in that. But I, but I went to this, this funeral service, and I went there, and they, they're bowing down. And I said, that's fine. Do I, do I agree with that? Not necessarily. Do I, do I agree that we need to bow down? Not necessarily, because it takes, it takes a lot of work, you know, just bowing down all the time. <laughs> it's a lot of work, right? So I, I don't want to pass that on to my, my kids who are always bowing down to other people. You know, it takes a lot of work, because every time somebody comes and, and, and gives a little donation, you got to give two bows. And so if you have, have 100 people, that's 200 bows. You know, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. You know, so I don't want to pass that on to, to my kids. I don't want my kids to, carry, you know, to continue doing this. I, I want to make it easy for them. They can just walk, walk up to someone and say, thank you so much, you know? I prefer for they, they just be do that. So I don't, I don't agree with that, that, that we have to bow all the time. 
But you know what? This family, they felt, felt that they needed that. They felt they, felt they needed to do that. I was okay with that. Okay. As long as I'm able to just, just share the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ with them, as long as I'm able to, to, to you know, just share the church with them, with them to encourage them through, through the difficult times, it's okay with, with that. That's, that's one of the things we need to think about, is how will it affect others with our actions? The next part I want us to look at is this. Will it help us grow spiritually? Okay? So the first, the first is whether it will bring glory to God. The second thing is, is how would this affect others? And now the third thing is how, how would this help us grow spiritually? And that's what we, what we need to ask. You know, because many things that we do in the church, church don't, 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 don't help us grow spiritually. Many things that we, grow, we do in the church are actually things that really, really hurt our personal, personal spiritual growth. There's, there's no biblical basis for it. There's, you know, we're just, we're just doing it. We've been taught that, that we need to do it all these years. And so we do it without ever, ever questioning it. And so we just keep doing it over and over and over and over, and over again. And it becomes, uh, becomes boring. It does. Tradition becomes boring because we, because we repeat it over and over again. And many times we get so, so busy in the church with all the ministry, all the things that we're doing in the church. We become so, so busy in it. We're not even growing strong spirit anymore. We, we become so busy with doing, doing all these administrative work in the church that we have lost sight of our own spiritual growth. And we're all these, you know, we're doing you know, all this, all this administrative work. We, we, have, we have all these meetings. We have all, all these things. We get so busy with running, running the church that we forget about spiritual growth. And, and that's the thing that, that, that we need to emphasize on. That's the thing we need to, to prioritize is our spiritual growth. That all these things that we're doing in the church, all these things that we're doing in the church, how is, growing, how is it growing us spiritually? How is it bringing us closer and closer and closer to God? In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 7, this is what it says. The, the Apostle Paul said, For we, for we have some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, work but just being, being busybodies. Just being busybodies. Because you're, you're, you're saying that, you know, you know, you're not growing because you're, you're so busy doing, doing all these things. But, but there's no, no purpose. You're doing all these, these things. There's a lot of times, you know, a lot of times when I'm in the kitchen, that's what I feel like. Because I don't cook, and, and I'm really good at cooking. But yet I like to walk back and forth in the kitchen for some reason when, when my wife, wife and my friend are cooking. I walk back, back and forth in the kitchen trying try to make myself busy, but I'm actually, actually not doing anything at all in the kitchen, kitchen right? And lots of times here at church, when the Mongols, man, the Mongols, they love to, to feast, they love to party, party, and they love to cook, right? right? And it's not, it's, not, it's not something that I'm very accustomed to. I don't, I don't really come, come from a family that loves, loves to cook much. And so I'm not really accustomed to that myself. And so when they're in the kitchen, they're chopping all these meat, meats, and they're doing all these vegetables, and I go and go in there, I, don't, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do, you know? And so I just walk around and around in the kitchen with them, and I try to talk to them, to them here and there, but I get nothing done. Right, like nothing done. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't any any meet with them or anything like that. That and probably think I'm a I'm a weird Hmong person because you know you know that's one of the things things that Hmong people expect from you you as, especially as the Hmong man and is that that you're able to chop meat right you know and that's that's one of the expectations and and I don't do that I'm just not someone someone does that I never you know my family we don't really do that do that as as tr- traditional as so we don't really do that. And a lot of times, that's what we do, is that we, we walk around church, and we, we, we do all these pro- programs, and we do all these activities, and, and we get together, and we do all these things, but we never get anything accomplished. And we never grow. 
And so that's the, that's the thing that we need to ask, ask ourselves is that as we're considering our, ourselves, especially as, as, as this year comes here in 2020, as, as we approach this new year, are the things that we're doing in the church, are the, all these things that are keeping us busy, are they, are they growing us? Faith. Are we growing in the faith through, through things that we're doing here in the church? Or are all these things, things just things that just keeps us busy, but our minds are not, are not on Jesus Christ at all? Our minds are, are far and far, far away from Jesus Christ. And we see in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 30, 42, when Jesus visited the house of Martha and Mary. We all, we all know that story, right? We all know that story there. When Jesus visited their house, Mary was, he was at the foot of Jesus Christ. Christ just listened to Jesus, and, and Martha was doing all these things. Martha was doing all these things. Martha even got upset, and Jesus Christ says, you know, Martha, Mary's the, Mary's the one that made choice, not, it's not you. Mary's the one with the, that, made, that made the choice because she, she, she sat at, at the feet of Christ, listening to Jesus Christ, while Martha was so busy doing all these things around the house. And means we're like Mar- Martha. Many times like that, we get so, so, so busy that we don't spend time with Jesus Christ anymore. And we, and we need to watch ourselves. We need to keep ourselves disciplined. And remember that the important thing for us is to spend time with Jesus Christ to grow, to grow ourselves in the faith. faith. And then last thing that I'm going to touch, touch based on today is this, this. That is, is, is it necessary? Are the things that we are doing necessary? If it's not necessary, there's no reason, reason for really fight about it. If it's, if it's just preference, it's just something, you know, I prefer to do this, you prefer to, prefer to do, do this, fine. It's, it's not something that, that's worth for us to divide over. It's not something, that's, something that's worthy to fight over. It's not something that's worthy for us to, you know, get, get mad at each other and things like that. We have to come to ask our, ourselves, is the thing, or the things that I'm doing, is it, is it, is it helpful to me? Is it, is it helpful to church? Is it, is it helpful? To those around, around. the apostle Paul, Paul says in Corinthians chapter chapter six verse twelve that all things are helpful, but not all things are helpful. You see, you see, things, you know, all all things are good, but you know, not everything is help helpful. And so, so you know, if it's not help helpful for, if it's not not necessary, something that we 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 need to just stop fighting over. And one of the, the church that 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 we make, we make a big deal out of is the way that we worship. And it's not necessary that we have a band. It's not necessary whether we don't, we don't have a band. These things, these things are not th- things necessary in church. It comes down to our preferences. And some Christians, they, they will say, you know what? I would never go to, the, to a church that doesn't have a band, right? Some Christians will say that. But some Christians, Christians they'll say, if I go to that church, if they have a band, I'm not going to go anymore. I don't like, you know, I don't like the church having, having a band. It's like the organ, organ, you know. So, you know, all these things are just preference, preferences, yet we fight over them. They're not even necessary. The things necessary is us worshiping God. Okay? It's us worshiping God. And you've got to get used to it. You know, I, I've been to churches where, you know, there's there's band and everybody stands up, up and scream and they yell and they they, they do they do all the up and down Jordan Jordan crossing that right. I came I came here times to worship with them and they're standing here raising their hands and, and dancing around and, and and they have a totally different atmosphere from us. They do they have a totally different atmosphere from us, but it doesn't make make them any less Christians than we are. We are, right? right? We're still oh yeah we're still all Christians. We just just prefer to worship God in a different way. We're more, we are, we, we, we take this more on, on being, being still, listening to God, to God, right? 
just still in, in our worship, be quiet in our, in our worship. And, and there's biblical, biblical bit of that too. Because the word of God of God, be still and know, know that I am God. So we, we tend, tend, we Methodists, we tend, tend to like to do that. And we do that too much, it gets boring for me, but it's okay. You know, it's good, good to just stay and just reflect upon God. God. Reflect upon God. Jump up and down, down too much. No, I, don't, I don't like that either. I don't like to always jump, jump around during the worship service too. You know, you know I'm getting too, so doing that, that stuff, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not for me anymore. You know, I used to love to take the youth to the, youth to the to Christian concerts. That was that week. We'll go to Chris Tomlin. We'll go to Cutlass. We'll go to, you know, Jeremy Kim. We'll go to all these Christian concerts. And, and we'll be standing, you know, it, it, it'll be, you know, 10, 10, 10,000, 15, 15,000 people throughout the, the whole um, arena or stadium, wherever it's at. People will be raising their hands and jumping up and down. And these youth will be running everywhere. And, and I used to that environment. But as I get older, I get, older, I get tired of it too, you know? I get tired of it too, too. So nowadays, I kind of like this just standing st- still, worshiping God. So, so I'm starting to fit, fit in. <laughs> I'm starting to fit in with those guys, right? But it's, it's something that's positive too. But we need to, under- to understand that just because crossing where some other churches worship in a, in a different way than we do, that doesn't make anybody less of a Christian than the other person. The person. We're all still brothers and sisters. And these things are, these are differences. They're not that are absolutely necessary that we need to fight over and things like that. And so we look at all these things, you know, when it comes to food, food and things. I always tell Eli, Eli, you know what, what? It's not necessary for us to, to eat food every single day, you know, because that's all, all he wants to eat. You, when, when, you know, right after church, he's, he's going to tell us, let's go eat food. That's what he's going to tell me, tell me. And I, I always tell him it's not necessary for us to do that every single day. He loves that. He, he loves to eat food. It's every day he wants to eat it, eat it. You know, and so there, there's things that's just not necessary in life, and it's not necessary. Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't divide over it. Don't fight over it. And when, when we do all these things, when we do all these things, then we'll bring much, much, much glory to God. And when we bring glory to God, we will receive much, much blessings from Him. Let us pray together. Father, we bow before you once again. And today as we reflect upon our own, our own behaviors as we reflect upon our own lives. We pray, pray that, you, that you will give us the wisdom to be able to restrain ourselves and to, and to understand that our behavior is, is not only about us, Father. We must reflect on how we, we, how we affect those people who are in our lives, who are in our church on a daily basis. Father. We pray our actions are positive thing. We pray that our actions will be actions that will build other people up for you and not push them on you. And so, Father, we lift everyone to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.